thought that I was a failure at life. I'm not even kidding. Like I went with my dad and like the bell rung and I saw people walking in the hallway and I just started sobbing and I was like, how did I get here? Like, Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of GMTA Podcast. This week's is going to be a lot happier than um, (laughs) the last one, but we did hear from a lot of you that, you know, you felt like it was really relatable and that you enjoyed the content. So we'll definitely keep doing some stuff like that, you know, in the future and just continue to be real with you guys when we can. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, like it was really nice to see how you guys reacted to everything because Sam and I were very depresso, but (laughs) so many of you guys like needed it, which was really really good um but yeah like sam said welcome back for another episode we're at episode seven already how crazy it's almost been two months that's pretty crazy to think about uh so this week's episode is going to be about high school which is what we were supposed to do last week um and we have a ton of content for you guys but before we dip into high school we got to talk love is blind yeah okay so we did post about love is blind on our um on our stories and like now that everything's wrapped up and they posted the reunion and all that like we just wanted to touch on it a little bit because it it will tie in high school to love is blind at at the tail end of it but if you haven't watched it all yet and you don't want any spoilers uh skip a little bit because we are gonna talk a few spoilers but yeah I don't really even know where to where do we even start with love is blind it was a shit so, show yeah love this season was an absolute shit show but I love it because everyone was from Chicago which yes. was honestly like I love to see it I hope that I get to run into any of like the cast but um we did post a bunch about love is blind and I'm not gonna lie Sam and I were surprised that some of your answers with like how many of you like loved and hated certain couples yeah so, for real we started out with a poll with whether you guys loved or hated Shane and Natalie and only 32% of you guys loved them together 68% of you hated them and I think Sam and I have an unpopular opinion because we actually like them together yeah we loved Shane and Natalie I mean like there were definitely some you know they had their hardships Mm -hmm. there were some moments where I don't really think she was ever in the wrong personally but um he said some hurtful things right but I think all around I really loved them together and I I thought that they were really cute together Mm -hmm. and that they like vibed very well so I was really shocked to see that people didn't like them together I thought that they were like the perfect like couple for like opposites attract yeah yeah because like they were different but they meshed so well and she was like very outgoing Mm -hmm. but more like um type a like yeah you could tell she likes her things in order she likes her bed like nice and white and clean and everything Mm -hmm. and he she even said like he's like eat a midnight snack in bed kind of guy very like fly by the seat of your pants spontaneous and so I think that yeah they they just worked really well together and I I was so shocked that so many people didn't like them together but I I I guess I could see why uh and then this one comes at no surprise, but 88% of you hated Deep D and Shake. Um, honestly, the 12% of you that love them, I'm kind of questioning it. Who just because, are you? I mean, no judgment, but like, why? Like, they were they were just not it together. No. I could see like, if he had changed or like was on the path to like changing, I could that definitely... That seemed yeah. like he was on at the beginning. So we were talking about Ashley and I were talking a little bit about this yesterday and at the very beginning of love is blind I was immediately like shake is a fucking asshole because of how he was asking the girls like oh would I have a problem like lifting you up like I only date blonde girls like I only date this this and that when like whenever somebody says that I'm like really like take a good look at yourself buddy like are you perfect no you're not perfect everybody has flaws and you're going into this love is blind Mm -hmm. game or not game like show where the whole idea is to not care about falling in love with someone's looks. And so at first I was like, nope, immediately no. But then he started redeeming himself and showing a little bit of remorse and saying like, oh, like I feel like those comments I was was saying were coming off shallow and I that's not what I'm here for. Right. You could see that he was like slowly – you know, opening up and kind of like realizing things. And um, Vanessa actually pointed that out in the reunion. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, things went downhill. But I will say, Shake's mom is a legend. Oh my God. I An loved when legend. she was even like, yeah, my son sucks and Deep Deep is a queen and deserves yeah. better. 
But yeah, no, Deeps was an absolute queen. I loved her. I thought that she just deserved all the love and respect in the world. And it just like, not only did it blow my mind, like, okay, yeah, like, I guess, like you were saying yesterday, everyone thinks like, oh, Shake is the only real one. Where like, I do think that he was real, but I think that there's a way to be real and be respectful. Yeah. And like, blew my mind that he was so like head over heels attracted to her in the Mm -hmm. beginning. And then all of a sudden, you know, along the way decided that he wasn't anymore. And I think had maybe he communicated that in a different way. Yeah, he would still be the bad guy, but people wouldn't have painted him as much in this like horrible light. He was so disrespectful in the way that he told everyone like, oh, she reminds me of my aunt. I also think like he had the chance to redeem himself in the reunion, but he didn't. No. like He made himself seem worse. And just for clarification, when Sam said that he... I said that he was the only real one. That's not me saying he was the only real one. Mm-hmm. I, we were just talking about like comments that we saw like on his Insta page because some people yes. were like, oh my God, Shake, I love you. Like you were the only real one on the show. And I was like, what? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Ashley was not saying that we were just like stating what we were reading <laughs> in, in, you know, like out there on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, I just think that it was really disrespectful the way that he treated her. And I think she handled herself like an absolute queen queen yeah she held her standards high and like didn't mm-hmm. compromise that at the end and i like i was so glad because watching everyone i remember thinking like if there are any two that i just hope to god don't end up together it was deep d and shake yeah. because i didn't want her to have to deal with his bullshit she is such an icon and i love her and she's like season two's hero <laughs> I know. Deeps, if you ever hear this, by some off chance, please come on the podcast. We literally love you. (laughs) Yeah, we'll buy you a drink. (laughs) I will buy you as many drinks as you want if you'll hang out with me for like an hour, please. (laughs) Um, Next couple was Nick and Danielle. 38% of people loved them. 62% hated them. And that shocked me because like I felt like they were – like probably like everyone's like maybe like second favorite couple just from what I saw like on social. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone who is saying like Shake is the realest one, look at Danielle. I think Danielle was the realest one and I think that she struggled in like an Mm -hmm. environment where there were cameras on her and like clearly she's someone that struggles with mental health issues and anxiety and insecurities and clearly she like... And she talked about it She talked about it and she said like I'm still going through this and like watching this back is hard and it makes me like want to work on these things even further but I think people were like, oh my God, like she's so toxic but you have to like understand that she knew what she needed to work on and she was trying. Did she communicate it the best all the time? No, but that's reality. Like sometimes that happens. Um, Danielle, if you ever listen, I will gladly dance on tables with you. (laughs) We'll break (laughs) furniture together. Oh my gosh. Um, This one's no surprise. Jared and Ayana love 74%, like hate 26%. I'm shocked by that anyone hated them together. Yeah, I'm pretty shocked too. Um, I... I think they were everyone's like favorite couple because they just seemed the most genuine with each other. Yeah. Um. And I honestly love that the two of them worked out. Um, yeah, me too. I want to run into like all these people. I know. Idea. Honestly, like we were talking about earlier, I almost forgot about Jared and Ayanna because they were just so unproblematic. Right. And so like obviously these reality shows want to focus on the tea, the drama, and I kind of forgot about them because they were so good together and so genuine that it's like they almost didn't give Netflix a lot of content to work with because they were so happy and like perfect together. So I'm so glad that they ended up together. And I'm I glad think, that they ended up together too. I, I think at the wedding, it looked like they were just having so much fun mm-hmm. together and it, it seemed like a not, I don't want to say like real wedding because yes, like duh, it was a real wedding. They seemed so natural and like a couple that right. just, you know, kind of met out there in the real world. But Tying this into high school, we thought it would be kind of funny to talk about like what we think that the Love is Blind cast was like in high school. I think I think Shayna was like one of the popular girls. Like I can definitely see her being like on the cheer team and like this and that. Like she she screams like Miss Popularity to me. I agree. And we were saying earlier, I feel like Shayna so to me, all the other girls on the show scream like slept on yes. in high school and like they all like had that like glow up and like went back to their hometown and everyone was like, oh my God, like she's so hot and like blah, 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 blah. And not to say they weren't hot in high school, but they seemed like, you know, just more reserved yeah. and like, like they would just like go with the flow and, you know, do their thing. Whereas Shayna kind of screams to me, like, like you said, like was super popular in high school, kind of mm-hmm. like peaked in high school sort of thing. But the guys, I don't really know. I definitely see I feel like Shane was definitely like one of those jocks that like was very like loud for no reason and was like always the class like, clown. Yeah, like the class oh, clown. Yeah. Like always like joking around and like 
just making everyone like either laugh or like roll their eyes at him. Jarrett gives like big like teddy bear like sweetie yes. vibes. Like he was like the nice guy. Like mm-hmm. gives me the vibe of like the one that everybody could count on. Sal gives me I don't I think Sal gives me like theater kid vibes. I was just gonna say I can say this because I was a theater kid and they're there are different types of theater kids. Yes. And if yes. I say so myself, I don't think that I was like the stereotypical like I was a theater kid. Annoying theater kid. Yeah. Um, I I might just be like biased because I'm saying that about myself, but there's a type. And Sal is like the you know the type. The one that is like <laughs> sitting in the hallway, like with their fucking ukulele and like singing in between classes everyone's like oh my god that motherfucker has his ukulele out again (laughs) are you kidding me like he was that kid oh my gosh kyle just doesn't really stand out to me kyle doesn't stand out to me either he's i feel like he's one of the kids like from high school that was just there he was like a wilco kid for sure what's a wilco Wilco? did your school not have wilco no so wilco was like um so if you like finished some of your credits early you could do Wilco which like you would go and work on site in like potential jobs one day so you could do like there was a cosmetology program there was a um like preschool teacher program there was like a not welding but there was one for like you could work on cars there was one for like um there were a few different ones for like trades and then there was some for cosmetology some for like teachers and you could just like you would go off site and like do um essentially like participate in skills that would help you like with your job I know that he was like blue collars I could totally see him being like one of the kids that like finished his credits early and then went and did like Wilco okay other Nick oh yeah he doesn't really stand out as anything too like crazy to me I feel like he was like good at school and like pretty quiet and like understated and like just like a nice nice wholesome guy um shake interestingly enough shake is from uh, from Naperville and he went to Nequa Valley High School which I have a ton of friends that went to Nequa Valley and like all of them were lovely Janine I love you you're fabulous <laughs> uh, but there is a stereotype that goes with like oh Nequa uh, Valley yeah. kids and all the kids that I'm friends with that I know from Nequa Valley are not like don't fall into the stereotype but there's totally a stereotype behind Nequa Valley kids and shake fits that stereotype <laughs> like annoying pretentious and I'm not saying that anyone who goes to Nequa was annoying or pretentious I'm just talking about like what people Mm-hmm. perceive and what the stereotype is shake is like the stereotype that people think that Nikwa kids are when like most of them aren't like that I think it's so interesting because like I know a little bit about like the Nikwa like stereotype um oh my god why did I say stereotype like that um <laughs> I know a little bit about it and I'm a city kid so like I went to Chicago public schools like for you know my entire life um and I think that's something that maybe we can kind of bounce back on because you were in a suburban high school and like majority of my friends now, like they all went to suburban high schools. Just going off of like what they were like in high school, what were you like? I I mean, I know, but like <laughs> so you can share with the others. I was definitely an overachiever in high school. Like I filled up my day as much as I could. Like I was at school like very early and I stayed very late because I – was in sports so like I had cheer in the morning um and you know I think like my last like two years of cheer I'm pretty sure like we started at like 6 30 in the morning so we'd had cheer beforehand and then I was part of like the IB program which is um I don't know if anyone's familiar with it but it was like an accelerated program at my school um and I would like you know continue with my day do like all my studies and then afterwards I'd have softball um so I was very much like an athletic person Definitely, again, like, overachiever. Like, I was part of, like, the newspaper club. Um, I I can't even, like, list how many clubs I was part of. But I was very involved. Um, and all my friends made fun of me for <laughs> it. Um, we joke sometimes. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, Ashley's, like, the poster child for, like, this school. <laughs> um, which I promise I'm not trying to sound braggy. But, like, it's just who I was in high school. Like, I was very, very proud. And, like, I wanted my school to have a good name. And it's kind of funny because... Sam, I don't think you know this about me. My eighth grade year, like when I went to go register for high school. So I ended up going to like my, um, I went to my neighborhood high school. And typically like a lot of CPS kids will test into like selective enrollment high schools, yeah. which is like the quote unquote like better schools. Um, And I didn't get into the one that I wanted to get into. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to my neighborhood high school. And during registration, I cried. I oh literally, my like, gosh. I thought that I was a failure at life. 
I'm not even kidding. Like I went with my dad and like the bell rung and I saw people walking in the hallway and I just started sobbing and I was like, how did I get here? Like I was, I look back at it now. I'm just like, Ashley, why were you so ashamed? Like it's so stupid because I honestly wouldn't trade my high school experience for like anything. It had its ups and downs, but like I... I loved my high school experience and like I don't know why I like fell into like the whole stereotype of like being afraid of it because they weren't recognized as like one of the best schools and like I heard like all these rumors growing up but I loved it and I loved all the people that I met through high school and I loved all my teachers but Sam what about you what were you like in high school um I don't I did like to be honest I wasn't like as much of an overachiever as I think I am now but I wasn't like I I didn't not try like I was just kind of there like Mm -hmm. I did well in school I was in like my honors courses but I just kind of like didn't really stand out um Josh my boyfriend makes fun of me all the time because the best way that I can describe myself is like truly I was just friends with everyone like I Mm -hmm. wasn't like what you would consider dorky or like a nerd even though I was a total theater kid and like choir kid but I wasn't like popular but I was friends with like some of the quote unquote like popular kids like I really just did like I got along with everyone and Josh is always like oh that's what everyone says like I wasn't super popular but I wasn't a nerd I was just friends with everyone but like I truthfully I was um I yeah I was very involved in like theater and choir and stuff and um that's where I made like most of my friends and I wouldn't trade that for the world. I had, I did have really good friends in high school. And then I also at the time was like very involved in the church that I was going to. And so I would like sing at church and stuff like that. But it's so funny. I could see you being a popular girl in high school. I could. That's totally so see, funny. I, I was totally not see you being a popular girl. That I is mean, so funny. I think it's just because of like your personality now and like your fashion sense and everything. Like I can definitely see that. <laughs> I so was not, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I was very straight edge. Like I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. And most of the people that I hung out with didn't really like either. But I had like one friend who did like, she would like drink and smoke and like she was friends with a lot of like the popular people. And so I would just kind of like live through her and like hear her stories and stuff. But I just like, I don't know. And I didn't have anything against anyone who did like do those things. It just like wasn't really interested. I actually didn't drink for the first, the first time I drank was with her actually. Okay. Uh, the first time I drank was with her and she made me, she made me Sunny D and Fireball drinks and they made me Ew. so sick. She put like, Missy, if you're listening, I love you. She put like eight shots in the <laughs> In between the two drinks, <laughs> and we were watching the Cheetah Girls, and oh my god, this is disgusting. I'm not even kidding you. The next morning, I was like, oh my god, I feel like I have to throw up. So I went to the bathroom, and and there was a red <laughs> Solo cup like on her um like counter that she, I don't know, if she used to like rinse like rinse when she was brushing her teeth. I don't know. There was a red Solo cup, and I knew it was coming out of both ends at one point, and so oh, I no. I grabbed the Solo cup and I puked into the red Solo oh, cup. No. Yeah, it was bad. It was really oh, bad, but um. Other than that, I drank like one other time because Missy was the one who was like, you should definitely try it like before you go to college. And I was glad that I did. But other than that, I did not drink at all in high school. I don't know. I drank a few times. Like I like definitely went to parties and stuff. And, um, you know, my my parents were kind of just like, you know, be responsible. Like I didn't try to hide stuff from my – well, I tried to hide a lot from my parents. But I was like very honest with them about everything. And my dad was kind of just like, you know what, like – I'm not going to restrict you to like this and that like if you're doing good in school and like you're able to like you know maintain your social life like that then like that's fine but like I'd obviously like get permission and stuff from them but like my dad was like definitely like a rebel in high school Mm. and I was very much not um but so he just like he didn't restrict me because he was like I'm not going to be a hypocrite yeah um did you have a curfew like with my parents yeah I I don't know like I think I would just tell them like certain time like they would just give me certain times depending on like what I was doing um so like if I like told them that I was like going out with friends or if I was going out with uh my boyfriend at the time um they would kind of just tell me like when to be home but for the most yeah for the most part I'd say that I was usually home around like 10 or 11 um unless I was like at a party I didn't really I honestly did not go to parties but I would my parents just trusted me a lot so I did not have like they never gave me any time to be home I just had to like communicate with them and let them know like hey I'm gonna be home at this time because I was such a fucking nerd like I would just like go hang out with my uh, same like group of friends at um 
one of our friends house who was like everyone would always be over at their house they were like it was a Mulcahy family and like their parents were like second mom and dad to everyone so like we were there was no funny business going on like we would just have a good time and like play cards and eat and hang out and I'd stay there until like three o'clock in the morning and then just okay get home my parents knew that that's what I was doing like trusted me so I would I have a shout out to the Mulcahy's I love you guys yeah what uh (laughs) the way you said yeah what sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh that's aggressive (laughs) yeah what what's your question Ashley (laughs) okay I know you said like you kind of have like you're an overachiever now but like did you have like a lot of drive in high school to like for lack of like a better term like be better than everyone else in terms of like grades and stuff not at all um I didn't really care I'm actually kind of surprised because I feel like that's how you were in college oh <laughs> really I feel like oh no wait no, is that no, bad no 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 not bad like, no, no. <laughs> like in high school I was very driven by like being the best of the best oh with like okay okay stuff. okay like I so like I was like in the running for valedictorian in high mm-hmm. school and I ended up getting it but like I would freak out over my grades and I always made sure that I had like the best scores and given like I can't really control like other people's scores around me yeah. but I just made sure that I studied like my ass off and like presented like the best work possible and this goes back to just being like an overachiever but mm-hmm. like I would do more than what was asked. And I know like there were times and I was actually talking to my friend Alejandro about this the other day. He would tell me that, you know, he'd be like chilling with like, you know, getting a C on like a test or something or like an assignment. And he'd be like really content with it. And then I would be freaking out if I got like an A, but like like a low A, like if I got like a 90, like 91, 92% because like I missed a few questions, he'd like hear me freaking out and he'd just be like, Ashley, what the fuck is wrong with you? See, I didn't care so much about the percentages. I, that is one area where I think I did have a lot of perspective. I was like, okay, I have an A, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I have a B, that's fine. I don't care if it's a low A or a high A and A is an A. And so I was like, whatever. (laughs) I did, I wanted to do well. I wanted to like be good, but to be honest, I didn't really like study. I just kind of, that sounds bad, but I just would like, if it was something that I knew I needed to work on, I would study, but I would for the most part get away with not studying and like getting an A. Okay, that's fair. That's definitely fair. But Um. yeah. (laughs) In college, I definitely ramped it up though. I would say like, I know we had that we wanted to talk about what high school like didn't prepare us for. And I think that um, I wasn't prepared for how much studying I had to do, which like, that seems like, an area that you probably didn't struggle in because you studied so much in high school. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also because of the program that I was in. Like, again, I don't I don't know how many of you guys know what the hell IB is. But again, it was just like kind of an accelerated program and it had its own like special curriculum. And essentially, like, you know, there were maybe freshman year we had over 100 like students like in my grade in the program. Okay. Um, on top of everyone else that was like in ROTC and then like the honors program and all that or just like taking regular classes. Yeah. But there were like about a hundred of us and as time went on, like it kind of dwindled down because some people like pulled out of the program. So my senior year, there were only like, I don't know, like thirty of us left. Um oh, wow. so and we all traveled together for like the same classes. The only time like we didn't have the same classes were Spanish and math because they separated us based on if you were like an advanced Spanish speaker and like an advanced like um like math person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, there were like 30 people left in my program and Oh wow. Yeah. It was very competitive and like a lot of people did not like it. See, I don't know if this is like just a thing in the suburbs or if I just didn't care about it, but I feel like there wasn't that much like competition. Like we had like the honors classes and I was like in the honors classes and there were, you know, there were the kids that were super smart and like always did really well. And like there were like a select few that like cared about like always having the best grades, but it wasn't really like competitive. And I wonder if that has something to do with like, cause I, I know, um, my aunt Donna went to St. Ignatius and, um, so did one of my uncles and like she is like having her kids like test into um like private schools and so I know it's like kind of like how she's explained it to me is it's like 
college decision almost Mm -hmm. with how like big of a deal it is. And so I could see why even like in the public schools, people would, you know, kind of feel that like need to compete. Like that makes sense. No, it. I think it's really interesting too though because like I know you – you might laugh at this and I laugh at it and you guys might laugh at it, but like the programs like hated each other. It was, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> That's like, so funny. If you were in the JROTC program, you fucking hated the IB kids. Essentially people would just like roll their eyes at, you know, each other like in the program. It was, I I don't get it. And like, I look back at it now. I'm just like, why were we like this? <laughs> like why? <laughs> That's honestly really funny. Um, But speaking of funny we have some funny stories we do take a shot every time I say funny um (laughs) we have some crazy stories to read for you guys um so I'm gonna let Ashley kick it off we did have a story from one of our listeners and I I died like reading this because you guys will see why so they said I was at a typical high school party and made out with a guy who tried to do more, but luckily I wasn't too into it, so we didn't proceed to do more. The next day, the guy called me, which I thought was strange. He asked why we had a, uh, sorry. He asked why we had mutual friends on Facebook. Who you ask? Our moms. So I went to go ask my mom why she's friends with this guy's mom on Facebook, and she goes, "Oh, that's my cousin." I was like, "What? Your cousin?" <laughs> Since when do you have cousins I don't know about or haven't met? She said that they drifted apart a while back and didn't keep in touch except for on Facebook. It was extended family who my mom wasn't close with in life at this point anymore. So yeah, I made out with my second cousin. Oh my god! (laughs) And what's worse than that is he thought it was hilarious and told our entire group of friends we were family. Fuck my life. Oh my gosh! That is so embarrassing. (laughs) Could you imagine like making out with someone and then finding out that no a family member i would never i don't know why he told everyone i'd be like you go to your I, fucking grave with this yeah, I, why would you tell people oh my like gosh. that's that's just room for people to make fun of you <laughs> okay this one i briefly skimmed before um but i didn't like actually read it in depth so this will be my organic reaction as well Oh boy, do I have a story for you. Senior year, I went to an away football game at Rolling Meadows with all of my friends. It was tradition, at least in our group, to drink a little before the games. And this time I wasn't driving, so I decided to have some fun. I heard that my now boyfriend was going to ask me to hoco that night. So I drank a little too much on an empty stomach, which was a bad idea. We all got to the game and a friend had to piggyback me into the game. She should have just left me in the car, TBH. I blacked out in the stands and my now boyfriend asked me to homecoming. We take a picture and then I have to pee. I go into the porta potty to pee. And when I come out, I stumble so badly that the school police officer starts walking towards us. I'm chugging a bottle of water like that was going to sober me up and it's spilling all down my chest. Then I got detained in front of all my friends in our section along with the opposing school section and got put in the back of a cop car. My mom picks me up. I'm sobbing uncontrollably in the back of the fucking cop car. Apparently my... Apparently, I called my now boyfriend and confessed that I'd had a crush on him for four years all throughout high school, which was worse than the hangover I had the next day. Then I got to school Monday and people think it's funny, which it kind of was. I had a meeting with my dean, the police officer, my student counselor, the school counselor, and my mom. I got a $100 drinking ticket, two-day dis- two day suspension, and had to attend AA for eight weeks. <laughs> It's not funny, but it's funny. And I can only laugh because I know who submitted this. <laughs> it was a story that lived on for years at high school, but I got a boyfriend of six and a half years and a really funny story to tell out of it. Okay, it like it actually blows my mind. I actually feel like it's kind of disrespectful that they took a high schooler who was drunk one time at a football game and made her go to AA. Like, I think that's disrespectful to the people at AA. Yeah. Like, honestly. I, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Because, oh, my God. Yeah. That is really. I cool. hope that they've really, like, shaped up their policy with that. Like, I get in, there, in the that there needs years. to be, like, repercussion and everything. But, like, yeah. I didn't think about it like that. And, like, now that I'm thinking about it, that kind of, like, irritates me. Yeah. It is extremely disrespectful to, like, people that are actually battling an addiction. So yeah. I really hope that they've that they have changed their policy on that. From But that aside, that story is fucking hilarious. Oh, it is a hilarious story. And, like, if. 
the listener ever wants to like come clean and reveal herself, she is more than welcome to. <laughs> I will not reveal who it is. But <laughs> um, aside from that, we did get a bunch of other stories and a lot of you guys had sexting scandals at your school. Yeah. Which I, is very like, just reminds me of like high school TV shows, you know, like I've never really seen a sexting scandal like in person. I had um, a friend who like dealt with something with it, but it wasn't like it wasn't made widely like, to the whole school. But yeah, like there were people who like submitted that literally there were phone checks. Like people would yeah, wow. come and like take uh, all the guys' phones to make sure that like there were no like nudes and everything on it. Um, But yeah, so those were some crazy stories from our listeners. And it only feels right for us to share some crazy and funny stories of ours. And Sam, oh my I'm going to let you go first because you kind of talked about it earlier today. But like... I didn't hear it because I wanted a very organic reaction. I don't think I talked about it at all. Well, no, you like said you knew what you were going to say. Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay, but I was okay. like, I don't want to know because I want a full yeah. organic reaction. I'm going to take pod. a sip of my water first. Okay, so this is Josh's like favorite story. He thinks this is like the funniest thing ever. And pretty much anyone I tell thinks it's hilarious. So oh, wait, is this the Ranch Mamba story? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh did I tell you, yeah, the, you story? Did tell me the story? Damn okay. it! No. I was hoping that you didn't know it. Okay. Never mind. You so, know what? Just say it anyway. So <laughs> no, I yeah, I'm definitely gonna say it because other people are gonna think it's really funny. But I can't believe I told you this story. Um, so <laughs> my friend, this is uh, this one heavily features my friend Missy, who I had mentioned earlier in the podcast. Missy, love you. We were like absolutely inseparable in high school and we would hang out all the time like we would stay at each other's houses for like days on end sometimes and um she's over at my house this one day and it happens to be like a blizzard outside like this was this was the blizzard that got like I'm pretty sure like three days of school canceled when we were in high school and um it was really really bad it was really cold and so she ended up staying the night or like we my parents like drove us to her house after or something. I don't, I don't remember, but blizzard really bad. And we really wanted, um, we really wanted frappes for McDonald's for some reason this night. And we were like, Oh my God, like we want frappes, but like neither of us were like old enough to drive yet. And, um, my parents aren't going to go drive us in this freaking like blizzard snowstorm to go get McDonald's. Like they would have looked at me like, are you insane? So we weren't going to ask them. This is like at the time where Twitter is very popular to like communicate. You know what I mean? And so Missy's like, oh, I'm going to tweet and see like if anybody will pick us up. Frappes. And we're like, nobody's going to, but like shot in the dark, whatever. (laughs) So she tweets like, someone bring me in Sam McDonald's Frappes. And there was this guy that went to our high school. I'm not going to say his real name, but like if you know, you know. And everybody, he wanted everyone to call him. (laughs) <laughs> the ranch mamba and so we all called him the ranch mamba and this guy is like super nice like he was just like he was like that kid with like and it, this is I don't know if this will ever like make his way back to him or like anyone from my high school is listening but like if you are like oh my gosh like just, just like so this story is so funny anywho he was like that kid who was like on the football team who would be like running through the hallway on like game day friday like let's go like you know what i'm talking about yes. that kid like he was so nice like kind of like the where my hug at guy but like in the best way possible like not creepy at all just like everybody loved him he was so nice and like i remember randomly one day he just brought a bunch of like duncan iced coffees to school and just like handed them out and like came came into like study hall and was like like I think he like tweeted or something like I got like six Dunkin coffees like who wants one like came into my study hall and like gave me one and like my friend Peyton who was like sitting next to me or whatever anywho all of this to say the ranch mamba replies to Missy's tweet and he's like I'll come and we're like oh my gosh wait really like that's so nice he's like yeah be there like be there soon like I got some stuff to do but like I'll be there and we're like all right sick and so we're just enjoying the rest of our sleepover night whatever like waiting for the frappes to come this is like when frappes had been relatively new at McDonald's Mm -hmm. we wanted like the chocolate chip and like caramel ones or whatever and so you know we're just waiting and we're like oh my gosh like it was so nice of him to come and like whatever obviously we're gonna like give him money when he gets here but like can't believe he's driving in this like it's insane 
it's been like a really long time and we're starting to get like a little concerned because we're like, you know, the roads are pretty bad. Like he lives over. So I live probably, I live like less than a mile away from the McDonald's that we would like go to. Um, You know, the roads are pretty bad and like it, it, it's like, it probably would have been like a less than a 10 minute drive. So we're a little concerned. And so Missy's texting him like, hey, like, are you okay? Where are you? And he doesn't text back. And we're like, oh God, like what if he like got in an accident or something on his way? Like we feel so bad. And then we get on Twitter or he finally texts Missy back and he's like, oh, I'll be there soon. And we're like, okay, he's fine. So I, he, we get on Twitter and he's tweeting stuff like, I'm so close to warmth, like almost there. Things. This, this is at the time when we tweet dumb shit. Like, yeah. I just drank a sip of water, like, LOL, going to whatever, like, don't text. Do you know what I mean? And so he tweeted, like, I'm so close. Like, I can almost feel warmth, like, so close to the golden arches, like, stuff like that. And we're like, what? And we're like, is it heat in his car broken? Like, what's happening here? And then, like, all of a sudden, it clicks. Like, it's been this whole, like, amount of time. We're like, oh, my God, this crazy ass fucker is walking And we're like, no way. There's no way that he walked all the way from the other side, like, of where our, like, district is, like, that would go into that school to McDonald's, to my house. Like, we weren't that close with this guy. Even if we were that close with someone, like, that would be absolutely unhinged for someone to do in this, like, blizzard. He texts us. He's like, I'm almost there. And we're like, oh, my God. We fucking swear if he pulls up, not in a car, if this fucker's walking, he's nuts. Like, like, thank you. But, like, holy shit. And my parents are sitting like in the front room, like where, you know, the windows are to get outside. And if they find out that this kid walked all the way here, I'm going to get in fucking trouble. If I let this kid walk here to give me a stupid McDonald's frappe, like I'm going to get in trouble. And so like looking back, like I definitely should have just like swallowed my pride and like let my dad drive the kid home and like told on myself or whatever. But like I was like, I'm not getting in trouble. And so I was like, okay, like when you get here, just leave them like on the driveway and like I'll leave you the money. Like uh, we'll like exchange the money like quickly. He gets like to my house, rolling up with this fucking drink carrier with these two McDonald's frappes. This man is wearing, remember when those like college hoodies were popular like in high school? He's wearing like a college hoodie, sweatpants, and like Adidas or like Nike slides. No gloves in sight, no winter jacket, no hat. Crazy. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. I literally cannot believe that you did this though. Like, what? Why? And I don't think he ever like I don't think he asked if he could like come inside or anything but I should have been like do you want to come inside like it's freezing but I was like I don't want to fucking get in trouble and so I I think we were like okay thanks and then he walked home and (laughs) he walked back home and my my parents were like where'd you guys get those frappes and we were like oh Missy's brother dropped them off for us and they were like oh that was nice and it's really like bad outside and I remember thinking like oh my god they have no idea this kid literally walked here in the freaking freezing cold like snow do your parents know now are they gonna find out like I don't think we ever told them so they'll they'll find out but yeah it was absolutely nuts and I got this is funny I got a little tipsy a couple months ago and first like Josh and I always joke around about this story because he just thinks it's the funniest ever he's like the ranch is like the absolute goat like he's like the best like that man deserves like everything (laughs) and so I like got tipsy one night and I messaged I haven't talked to him in years and I messaged him on Facebook like this is like a couple months ago and I was like remember when you walked all the way to my house in a blizzard to bring me frappes and he was like I almost fell in a pond on the way home (laughs) and I was like holy shit so ranch if somehow you're listening to this thank you I cannot believe you did that. That was way too nice, but also absolutely unhinged. And I hope you're doing well. That's crazy. <laughs> I like, I love you so much, but why did you not let that poor kid I don't know in? what I was thinking. I like genuinely, I don't know what was going through my head. It was I have no idea. in the moment type of thing. Yes, I get it. Exactly. I get it. But I'm just like looking back at it now. Like, obviously, like I wasn't in the situation, but I was just like, holy shit. Like, poor guy. I know. I don't know why I did and, that. And like, he wasn't covered up in anything. Like, and he was carrying cold ass yes. drink. I don't know why the fuck he did that, though. Like, you should have just said no, Ranch. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Like, hope you're doing great. Thank you for that. But absolutely he unhinged behavior. Sounds, he sounds like a people pleaser for sure. Like, in the best way possible. Yeah, he's, in he's the super best nice way guy. possible. Because, like, but yeah, holy shit. Um, in terms of, like, my story. Um, so senior year of high school, I was running for homecoming queen. 
and you know we all had our campaigns and everything and like um I was on the cheer team and like the cheer team was like helping me out and um it was just like it was a good like fun campaign like all I thought everyone like was very civil with each other in terms of like you know everyone on homecoming court um but I was like clearly mistaken so there was one day I was literally walking down the hall um through passing period and it was like really crowded like everyone was walking and this one kid that I don't even know like stops me and he just goes, hey, Ashley, like, I hope, you know, if you win homecoming queen, like you're going to get jumped or you're going to get your ass beat or something. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I was so confused. And like, I proceeded to like walk to my class and just let it go because I was like, whatever, like, I don't know who this kid is. And I stopped and like, I was telling my best friend about it. And our teacher overheard us and our teacher like flipped out and she was like, oh, my God, no come here come with me so she like walks me down to like the like the administration office or whatever oh my gosh and she has me explain the story to like my (laughs) vice principal I'm explaining everything and they like turned it into this huge situation right so my high school principal was like okay well like we need to like care about like your safety and everything because you know it could happen Um, And I was like, oh, my God, like people are taking this seriously. So I started to take it seriously because I brushed it off. So I was like crying at this point because I was like, oh, my God, like they're making this very serious. Like I just want to enjoy homecoming. So I kid you not. I think my senior year, like this was third period. My teacher had like walked me down like third or fourth. And I was probably gone up until like seventh period. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like I had to stay in the office and like they were like getting information and I think that they pulled some of like the girls who were running for homecoming court and like they were interviewing them and like we had this like whole plan set in place and like teachers had to keep their eyes out on me like all night just to make sure like if I did win that I didn't get jumped and like my cheer coach was there and she was just you know she was being like protective mom too and like my vice principal at the time like her and I got super close because of the situation and she was like my high school mom Uh, but besides the point I go back to like seventh period or eighth period, whatever, and I'm talking to like one of my teachers and I was telling her about the situation and she was telling me, she was like, well, why don't you just like not go? And I was like, I don't want to miss out on this part of like my senior year, Mm -hmm. but part of me like didn't want to go because I was like, shit, like what if I do get jumped? Like I I don't like want that to happen. Like I don't want to ruin like that part of like. Why don't you just not go? Oh my gosh. She was like, why don't you just not go? Like you and um you and Pizza Boy can just like go out to like a nice dinner with each other and like this and that. And you know we were just like you know it's whatever like you know teachers are gonna be like on me like all night like people Mm -hmm. are gonna be watching me like I'll be fine. Um, but I could you know like I was freaking out the entire time at homecoming because I was like oh my god. Part of me like didn't want to win. Yeah. Um. But I ended up winning um, and I did not get jumped. Thank God. <laughs> I remember like when they announced my name, I was like looking around and like I had teachers like kind of like surrounding me a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I that is my crazy high school story. Um, so I honestly I don't even know if my parents know about this. Oh, I don't, really? I don't know if like the school called my parents to like tell them or I hope so. <laughs> Or if I told them, I don't know, but mom, dad, if you're listening and you're just finding out now, like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's my crazy high school story. Okay, so I know that we talked a little bit earlier about, like, high school versus college and, like, what high school didn't prepare us for. And we kind of, like, touched on the topic of studying. But is there anything else that you think high school did not prepare you for? I would say I hate, looking back, I hate the idea of, like, that they like kind of forced choosing a major on us. Uh, yeah. Like I understand that like, yeah, it kind of like it's a little bit harder to get into colleges like if you're undecided, but it do- it's not like a deciding factor in mm-hmm. like admissions, I feel like. I mean, if anyone works in admissions, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they put so much pressure on you, um, the high school gu- guidance counselors, to make you figure out what it is you're like 18 and they're like oh figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life and so I was like okay I'm gonna be a teacher even though like I would have been the worst fucking teacher and I just kind of decided on it because I was like I'm not gonna get into college if I don't like and and so I was having an identity crisis because I went through this like whole time pretending like oh I want to be a teacher I want to be a teacher when like I love teachers think they're fabulous just was not gonna be for me and so I feel like they didn't really prepare me for the fact that it was gonna. A, I was going to change my major and B, it was okay that I 
was going to change my major because looking back at like high school in college I was like oh my god is it okay if I do this because they were so dead set on me choosing a major so that's that's one thing that I say like I wish I don't know if that was every high school but my high school did differently I would say maybe the same like I feel like a lot of the teachers like kind of told us like you know you got to figure out like what you want to do like especially when it was time to like you know apply because we had to like submit everything but um honestly I don't think that anything can ever prepare you for like your college experience I agree um as much as like teachers like want to prep you like given like you know they went through their own college experiences too and like um it's nice to hear like different sides from them but like again no one can really prep you for like what you're going to experience both like in and out of the classroom Mm -hmm. one of the things that our teachers always pushed on us was like we're not going to give out extra credit because you're not going to get extra credit in college like they don't do that so not true and I would just like be like what the fuck because in college we had so much extra credit so much opportunity for extra credit absolutely and I think that like I don't know maybe it's just because our teachers like obviously majored in education and I don't know how every professor works but like they were really prepping us for like having like really hardcore professors and given we did have a lot of hardcore professors but like then we had professors like fucking McHale who was like jumping on top (laughs) of seats like would literally walk on the table yeah and and, like like, he in our auditorium like classroom yeah he would like walk on each seat if it was empty and he just had like this huge like spur of energy yeah and And it was like I remember them being like oh you need to be so professional and blah, 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 blah. And like, yes, granted, there like were times in certain classes that you would have to go in like dressed like professionally at certain times when you you would know would like be giving a presentation and stuff like that where it was like expected that you'd dress professionally and act professionally. But, you know, most of the time, like in the big lectures, there were like teachers that would be like, I don't really feel like having class today. So like, we're not going to have class. (laughs) And we'd be like, all right, you know. Uh, I don't know. Like our professors were very like down to earth. I agree. And they were not necessarily net. Oh, my gosh. Not necessarily like relatable, but like they tried their best to relate to us in terms of just like being funny and being quirky. Like, yeah, I don't remember what her name was, but senior year, like Sam, I think we were in different classes, but I think she did the same for you. One of our professors came in dressed like a dinosaur. Like for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Lindsay. Yes. Yes. Lindsay. And we just got such a huge kick out of it. It was so funny. It was a good balance between like us having this immense respect for them, Mm -hmm. but them also like kind of taking the time to make sure like they truly cared about us a lot and like be very like one on one and like as the way that they kind of framed it in high school was like you need you're going to fear your professors in college and like this isn't going to cut it in college like you need to blah, 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 blah. But really like if anything, I feel like high school was way more disciplined. Yeah, I mean – I think so yes to like a certain extent but like also it's like I don't know to like to your point like professors can be scary but like at the same time like I they're people too they're people and they obviously like they want their students to like them Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have a different range of like professors but I literally like would send Star Wars memes to one of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah I I think that that's one thing that is kind of a misconception Mm -hmm. you know based based on what they kind of tell you in high school I think another interesting topic, too, um, while we're kind of talking about high school and college is how we kind of shift with, like, friendships. Like, we have Mm -hmm. our high school friends and we have our college friends. And I love my high school friends, but it's like you kind of, like, find your crowd in college because you're not really limited to the people that live by you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, um, I definitely have, like, my core – I know a lot of people that um, kind of like stayed in my hometown, like did community, the community college yard or whatever, are still like really close with their high school friends, which totally makes sense. Because yeah. like you said, it's like the people that are in your town and nothing against that. I think yeah. I have friends from col- or sorry, friends from high school, friends from my hometown that I'm super close with like to this day. And I consider like those friends that I stayed good friends with just as like close of friends as my friends that I made in college but I agree it's definitely like I don't know how to explain it it's a different kind of friendship because you I feel like you experience so much together in high school and so much together in college that you have almost like 
just as close but different relationships with the people that you were close with at the different periods in your life it's like you go through different experiences in high school and different experiences in college and like the people who surround you again like help shape who you are Mm -hmm. um and you know obviously like my high school friends only knew like a certain level of what I was going through in college because they weren't around me and vice versa um and same like with my college friends like we again super close in college and like they would talk about high school experiences and I would talk about high school experiences and we'd only understand each other to like a certain extent um because it's like the people that were physically there for you versus like the people that are you know just kind of getting the story secondhand right but it's nice though because like now that we're both out of like college like it's nice catching up with like both high school and yeah totally earlier I referenced the Mulcahy family um and they are still like I don't see them that much but they're just like those kind of people that are like I'm always going to consider Riley and TJ like some of my best mm-hmm. friends. I'm always going to consider um, Mr. and Mrs. Mulcahy like second parents to me. And they're just like the kind of people that are going to like still drop anything to like do anything for they call everyone like their kids. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they're just like those certain friends that you don't see all the time, but they're always going to be a best friend, always going to have your back. And when yes. you see each other, you pick up right where you left off. And so I call them low maintenance friends. Yeah. You call them? No, but that's that's a great like. That's what me and like my friends like from high school specifically like that's what we refer each other to. That totally makes sense. Um, But TJ, one of our uh, one of the Mulcahy's, he was so his sister Riley was a few years younger than us and TJ was like in our grade and we um, we like were all good friends and TJ actually got engaged in November um and I think November like in the sometime like right around the holiday season TJ got engaged and so obviously Natalie Natalie and I both reached out to him we were like what oh my gosh like this is amazing and so a whole like me and Natalie our friend Nick uh TJ and Riley like got together at the apartment they came and like saw it and we like drank wine together and just like hung out and just like reminisced and TJ was like oh I need to get engaged more often like so we could all like is that what it takes like I had to get engaged so we could all hang out which obviously he was kidding but it was like it's just so great to be able to catch up with the people that experienced one phase of your life with you and like maybe weren't like there physically to be there with you like all throughout you know another stage in your life but it's like now we're in another stage that's Mm -hmm. that's not college that we can you know kind of be there for each other for and like catch up and it's just like so interesting to see where everybody's at and how everybody's doing no I agree I love looking at people like post updates and stuff on Instagram and Facebook and I'm just like I'm happy for them yeah I'm super happy I agree um but just relating back to kind of like certain points in life and stuff um I want to kind of dive into like what we would tell our high school selves like right now as yeah. two 23 year old women um what we would tell our high school selves one thing that I think I would tell myself I think I mentioned this maybe either in our college or like in our breakup of it. I mentioned this in another episode is like everything's going to be okay, A, and B, nobody, like, cares about you as much as they, as much as you think they do. Like, I was so, yeah, yeah. I was very, I used to be very worried, and I still, to a certain extent, everybody is like this, but I used to be very worried about how absolutely everything I would do or wear or say or anything post would Mm -hmm. be perceived, and now I mean, obviously, just like with perspective of like being older, I know that that's just not the case. And I do a lot more of, you know, what makes me happy and not what what other people are, you know, going to like. And I just remember looking at things in the moment and thinking like, oh, my gosh, like this is like the end of my life. And looking back and thinking like that's so silly and like insignificant. Like, for example, like I was very involved in like theater and um like drama and stuff and I always would like hope that I would get like a lead role or a big part and I never did um and at the time like it really would like really upset me like I was always a chorus role I was always like you know in the background and I still had fun of course and like some of my best memories were like in theater but I remember like it was just defeating to always never get a part and I used to think like I must be like such a bad singer I must not be talented and then I went to college and I joined this acapella group and 
I used to like love singing solos and I would actually get solos and stuff. And it's just like, I feel like a lot of the time in high school, I would just think like, oh my gosh, like I'm not good enough. I'm not good at this because of like, that's just like how it was like in drama, like certain people were like going to get the certain parts for whatever reason, maybe, you know, at the time they were like a better fit for it. I remember that specifically used to like really, really upset me. And it made me think that I wasn't talented, even though I am and I was. And I think that it's just the idea of like, I promise like this is not your peak and life gets better after high school. Like I look, nobody that I'm like still friends with or like interact with, this, this isn't the case for them. But I look back at some of the people I went to high school with that like did peak in high school and like high school like was like when they thrived and it was like their glory days and like that's so great for them but that's just it wasn't the case for me and I'm I'm looking forward to you know continuing just like getting better and better as I grow older and more confident no that was kind of a tangent but no I I think it's so funny that you say that because like my friends and I will joke all the time that I peaked in high school (laughs) which that is not the case I promise you that's not the case like high school I did have a pretty decent high school experience and I don't think I've reached my peak yet I don't think any of us have reached our peak yet we're always like looking forward to like bettering ourselves and like Mm -hmm. that's what you guys should focus on too but kind of just like relating back to that I would definitely tell myself to not stress out over shit because and I still kind of do that like today but like in high school I would stress out about so much like whether it came to grades whether it came to um like my after school activities um and then like people liking me because I'm I'm a people pleaser and I always wanted to do all this nice stuff for my friends so like I did like birthday parties and I planned out all this stuff and I always like made homemade like cupcakes or cookies and I was such a planner I'm still a planner again I would stress out over like the stupidest things and try to please everyone and it kind of gave people in my class like fuel to make fun of me in a sense so just being very transparent like the end of like my senior year kind of sucked because I had a huge falling out with like a bunch of people in my class Mm -hmm. like there was a point where like they did not like me um because of something that my uh, boyfriend at the time did and Mm -hmm. they like kind of took their anger out on me and it was like a very confusing time in my life because I only had like a few friends at that point and I would stress about it and I would cry about it and like looking back at it now like there was no reason that I had to Mm -hmm. stress or cry about it like it's so stupid and like we all talked about not everyone but like certain people like we talked about it like after like high school had ended and we were just like yeah that shit was so dumb I would just tell myself not to stress like just let things be um but again easier said than done I feel like you guys should like take a step back and think and you know Think of like what you would tell your high school self. And look at not only that, but look at all the progress you've yes. made and think look about the like, growth. Think about like where you were in high school and things that you would look at and think like, oh my gosh, this is literally the end of my life, the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of look at where you are now and think like, oh my gosh, I remember thinking that this was such a big deal and it's so insignificant. I can barely even remember it. We were so dramatic in high school oh, for yeah. no reason. And like, Absolutely no reason. Um, One of the things like – that I kind of carry with me just as like advice in general was after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend and I was talking to my therapist about it and I remember being really upset or whatever and she was like honey no one that I've ever talked to has ever broken up with somebody at the age of 22 and then said that the rest of their life sucked after that and I just take that and I apply it to other like little things in my life like Things do suck in the moment when we're going through something very detrimental, but like that's not going to last forever. It's mm-hmm. kind of like what we were talking about in the breakup episode. Like it hurts a lot in that moment and it's like that pain is in the moment. It feels like that pain is never going to go away, but the pain and the stress is going to go away at, eventually. So it's just like always look forward to bigger and better things. Yeah, I guess I would say that's really what I wish I would have told myself in high school because at the time, like you said, we were so dramatic and we yeah. really thought like everything was the end of the world, but We're going to probably look back at ourselves 10 years from now and be like, oh my gosh, I was an idiot when I was 23. I'm so glad that I made all this progress and that I'm so much better now. Yeah, again, like um, we're always bettering ourselves. And I think everyone's goal should always be to better themselves. Like you can be in a really great point in your life and that's awesome. But like don't stop there. Like keep doing you and keep 
looking for better moments and better opportunities and and look at yourself now um and just like laugh at like your high school moments <laughs> like yeah I know I sure have a lot of things that I look back at and I'm like oh my god just like think about like the one moment in high school where like you can literally like if you're in the car right now or if you're just like sitting like think about a moment in high school where you're just like what the fuck was I thinking yeah. and just laugh about it I have a lot of those but you know what <laughs> It is what it is. It is what it is. That's, yeah. So yeah, with all of that being said, I think this is a great point to kind of wrap up this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed and we hope that you could like relate to this somewhat. Let us know what you think would be your biggest piece of advice that you would tell your high school self if you could go back. But thank you all for listening and we will be back next week with episode eight. Yeah. Bye guys.